All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 8-2-19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Nick Wheatley is here today to help me tell you all you need to know about the MLB trade deadline. Who got better? Who didn't? Who's a contender and who is a pretender? Before we get started, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Come out Sunday for some 99-cent smoked wings and $6 Bloody Marys. All right, let's get it going. All right, Nick, it's great to have you here. Man, I have been dying to talk some baseball, and we finally have an excuse to do so. The MLB trade deadline was at 4 p.m. yesterday, and a lot happened. What, in your mind, was the best move that was made yesterday? Well, first off, I'm happy to be here. As for the best move yesterday, I think it's pretty consensus that it's going to be Zach Grinke to the Astros. They gave up a lot. They gave up two of their top, or three of their top five prospects. They gave up another top 30 prospect, but Arizona is eating, you know, two thirds of the money and they are getting a guy who is an ace on any other staff and he's sliding into their number three spot. And now they have the most dominant playoff rotation in recent memory. Yeah. I can't think of one more dominant. When you look at the AL Cy Young odds right now, Verlander is the favorite and Garrett Cole is second. That's crazy. Now you're adding Zach Greinke to that. I mean, it's going to be nuts. They have three top 15, 20 pitchers in their rotation. And most teams in the playoffs go with a four-man rotation. So this is a really scary team. And their lineup is already as stacked as anyone's. The Astros got a lot better. Don't want to play them. Which team didn't do something that really should have? The number one team that I'm going to point out is going to be my favorite team, which is the Yankees. They just kind of stood pat. Uh, despite their extreme pitching woes, especially over the last couple of weeks, but really all season. Um, and they knew they needed started pitching. Uh, General Manager Brian Cashman, um, owner Hal Steinbrenner, have said it all year, and they didn't do anything. Um, but outside of the Yankees, I think, you know, the Red Sox, you know, they, they won the World Series last year and been haven't been nearly as good this year, but that's mainly due to their bullpen. They blow leads all the time, and they didn't do anything either. Uh, so I think those, those two teams, and they're sharing a division, so I guess we can feel good about that. But uh, definitely didn't help with the Astros making the move they made. No, not at all. But the Yankees, I mean, you just need your guys to pitch better. Everybody that pitches for the Yankees each day has been really good at some point in their career, and they just seem to be having a down year. But they can pick it up at any time. You just have to put together a good month of October. So I still like the Yankees team, but the Red Sox, man, I mean, that's who I have here. Their ace right now may be Eduardo Rodriguez. It's it's <laughs> crazy to think about. Yep. Their window is definitely now. They did win the World Series last year, but J.D. Martinez is getting older. And, I mean, this team has the lineup to do it again, and their pitching is just nowhere close. They are not getting what they need to get from Chris Sale at all. It, it makes it really risky to to pay a power arm like that. I guess if you win a World Series, it's all kind of worth it. I feel that way as a Cubs fan for sure when it comes to trading for Chapman and giving the Yankees Glabar Torres. Oh, definitely. But they don't have Craig Kimbrell on this team anymore, and it shows. They don't have anybody in the bullpen that scares you, and they were rumored for Edwin Diaz, and I think that would have been a great pickup for them. I don't know how close they were to making that happen, but – I mean, man, if they would have brought him in, that shifts the power. I think you like them way more than the Rays in that case. But the Yankees have kind of run away from both those teams. And 
in baseball, I mean, you just got to get there. Once you get there, it's a very 50-50. We got to hit well. We got to pitch well for this month. And the Yankees are pretty much already there, right? I mean, what do you got, like an eight-game margin? Oh, yeah, eight eight games on the Rays, nine and a half on the Red Sox. But, I mean, I agree with you. Once you get into the playoffs, it's kind of like a crapshoot. I mean, we watched the Giants win two World Series in the last 10 years. Anybody can win it at any time. But what you were talking about with the Red Sox, they they have gone out, they've traded their farm system away, and they have gotten the big names. You know, they've gotten Chris Sale. So they they did what they had to do to win the World Series because your lim- your window is very limited. And the Astros just did, did the same thing yesterday. And when you stand pat at the deadline, it kind of, kind of sends your fans and your players a message that we're not getting reinforcements, you know. We are what we are. Exactly. Yeah, and the Astros already having a great year. Lineup's been great. Correa's missed almost the whole season. He came back this past weekend. It's a scary team. Them getting Granky is just, it's nuts. It really doesn't seem fair. Michael Brantley is like a top 10 MVP candidate odds-wise in the AL. I mean, he was a guy that was missing half the season for the Indians every year. Hurt, and now he's kind of found himself in Houston. It's a lucky franchise. Oh, definitely. But sometimes trading for these guys, and this this is what happened to the Red Sox this year, was when you make these big trades, you deplete your farm system. And Boston has by far the worst farm system in the majors, and that's why they couldn't get somebody like Edwin Diaz because they have to give up a an important piece off their major league roster they'd have to trade Andrew Benatendi or Michael Chavis and that that's just not going to happen that's a non-starter for for the Red Sox but that's all they have to give they don't have a farm system to get from anymore and you know the Astros did the same thing with Grinky, but you know it's worth it for for glory you know oh yeah to have the chance I mean you see so many teams not even be close to a playoff berth for a decade I mean, you hate to be that way, and the Red Sox aren't even close to that. I mean, they're coming off a World Series, but it's definitely reasonable to be disappointed if you're a Red Sox fan in the lack of moves that they made. Yeah, definitely. And I'm disappointed as a Yankees fan, but it could be worse. We could be nine and a half games back in the division and not have made a mood. Absolutely. We'll talk more about the Yankees later and their their health issues. You have to feel good about where you're at with all that you've been through so far this season. What do you think the most slept-on move at the trade deadline was? I'm going to go with your team here. Heck yeah. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos. Very kind of under the radar pickup because he's had a down year, but I think the trade to the Cubs will really kind of rejuvenate him. He's been on the Tigers and he has been a top 10, top 15 outfielder for the last couple of years, you know, like plus over 150 OPS. He's absolutely been tearing it up but he gets no rbi opportunities he doesn't score runs he doesn't do he doesn't get to do anything on that team because they're absolutely awful this is kind of like a little spark for them it adds a big bat for the cubs not much of a glove but definitely a big bat and that's good for them we needed it bad i have castellanos here too we are one of the worst teams in the mlb against left-handed pitching second to last in on-base percentage against lefties it's really wow. bad. And how many stud lefties do the Dodgers have? Too many? I mean, it, yeah. it, it's not good. It, it doesn't feel good because that's who you're going to have to go through in the NL to get to the World Series. But Castellanos is hitting 347 this year against lefties in a down season, like you said. Exactly. He's usually right around 300. He's like 295 career. He's 273 this year. Definitely a down year for him. Only 11 bombs, but yep. 347 against lefties. It, it's it's going to be huge. And you think about Hayward and Schwarber and Hap and this kind of platoon style that the Cubs have been employing. They just haven't 
gotten what they need to get from guys like Albert Almora and Ian Happ and David Bodie. It just down years for a lot of these guys, and they needed a spark, and they went out and got it. I'm so happy. He hit in the two hole today. He got a hit. We're down six to nothing. I don't feel great about it, <laughs> but I'm happy he's out there. Anything to kind of give us a spark. Which team do you think improved their World Series chances the most? Uh, the Astros. You know, the one, two, three playoff punch with Verlander, Cole, and Grinky is that's going to be hard to overcome no matter how good you are offensively because it's, you know, that's that's something you that's every night that you have to go against a good pitcher. And even their four man, when they have their four man rotation, is Wade Miley. And Who's he, been fantastic. He has a low threes ERA. And it's like these guys go to the Astros and just become all-star pitchers out of nowhere. Yeah, and they, they got Aaron Sanchez, too, from the Blue Jays. Yes, who, exactly. And they, he's nasty stuff. Yeah, and he, he made an all-star game once. That's a great pickup. Lost Tony Kemp to the Cubs. It, not much from their current ball club. They had the same team, and they added two. I mean, one former Cy Young guy, and then one at least one-time all-star. You have to feel good. Well, and you're talking Brad Peacock's coming back too. And Brad For Peacock sure. was solid earlier this year. He was he was having a little bit of a down year, but he was he was dominant out of the bullpen last year. And he he'll be coming off the DL in the next couple of weeks. So you're you're just you're talking they are they reinforced themselves at the deadline. They did what they had to do to give them the best shot at the playoffs. And I think I think they got the biggest boost at the deadline for sure. I, I would agree. I'm going to go with the Braves here though. The the Braves are a team that pretty much has a playoff spot locked up. They're going to have to completely fall apart to not have one. And when you looked at that division going into the year, the NL East, wide open. The Marlins, horrendous, not going to have a chance. But the Mets have an awesome rotation, a pretty good lineup day-to-day. They've been very disappointing. But the Nationals, Braves, Phillies, I feel like you could have picked any one of them to win that division and made really good points as to why you felt that way. And the Braves have kind of run away with it. The biggest question about the Braves, though, the bullpen. And they bring in Shane Green from the Tigers. He's got a 1.18 ERA. He's a closer, 22 saves. He's got 22 saves on the Tigers. It's it's pretty impressive. Definitely. Yeah, I I love that for the Braves. I I really think it makes them even more of a legit World Series contender than they were before. They're only 3-1 to to win the NL. It it seems weird because that's that's the team I want to play. You know, if you get to the playoffs, you got to play somebody tough. Yeah, definitely. And if the Cubs played the Braves, I would feel... Pretty good about our chances. Better than the Dodgers. Definitely. But, I mean, you bring a closer in like that. Kimbrell, for the Cubs, has has struggled a little bit. I still love when he comes out there. He runs out to the sweet child of mine, guitar (laughs) part, fans. Everybody's got their arm out doing the little pose. I love it. (laughs) Huge fan of it. But this is a huge move for the Braves. It arguably is on the same level as Grinky when you think about this guy's numbers. He doesn't have the name. But the Astros didn't really need Zach Grinky. I feel like they would have been fine with who they right. had. It just kind of stacks them. The Braves needed Shane Green badly or somebody to come close ball games. Yeah, definitely. And they see the Braves did exactly what contending teams need to do and that they are a very young team and they know that they they know that they're possibly in their window. I mean, they're not the best team in the majors, but they they are very much in their window right now and they saw that their biggest weakness was the bullpen. And Luke Jackson was the closer for the Braves. He went out there and blew like his 20th save of the year. I mean, not actually, but he... No, he has it's blown, close probably. He has blown save after save all year. And he he blew another save. And I kid you not, it was five minutes later, they traded for Shane Green. I was like, that's what you do. Yeah, you have to love that. Being a fan there, a brand new ballpark and everything. I mean, one of the most exciting players in baseball in Acuna... 
you have to feel good about the Braves and their bullpen situation, like I said, wasn't great. And now it is arguably great with just that one pickup. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And uh, just one other under the they had an underrated under the radar pickup as well. They got the setup man from the Rangers who since May 16th has a 2.7 ERA, Chris Martin. He has been dominant this year. He was terrible in his first few years in the MLB. Last year went to uh, Japan, kind of reinvented himself and has been very very good this year and they picked him up too. So they're doing what they need to do. That's huge. You're making me not want to play the Braves. Just stop. <laughs> Let's talk about something that has been all over ESPN, all over Twitter. It's probably the main thing going on in baseball right now. Not the Grinky trade, not the Castellanos trade. It's the Reds, Pirates, Brawl. What did I just watch the other night? I don't know. That was that has to be one of my favorite MLB moments of the year. I absolutely, I love the tenacity between those two teams going at each other. Uh, did you see Amir Garrett? Did you see the video they edited where he – runs in and they're playing that Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> dude, dude, the Falcon punch. It was perfect, dude. I I couldn't believe it. Just watching that go down, he's like, all right, I'm going to go get him. Oh, I, I and I watched uh, – uh, there's there's a guy that does breakdowns. John Boy. John Boy. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Absolute goat. <laughs> he's and seriously awesome. John Boy's video was awesome. He Amir Garrett literally looked at his coach and told him that he was going to go fight their whole team handed him the ball, and then just took off. And I love the Game of Thrones memes like yes, with yes. Jon Snow About taking take, the Battle of yes. Bastards. Oh, it is, it's awesome. It was perfect, man. That, that guy is seriously hilarious. Give him a follow on Twitter, at John Boy. Somebody tweeted him. They're like, dude, when are you going to put this recap out? He said, man, this was 30 minutes long. I have a lot of work to do. That video on Twitter, you're going on for five minutes, and – you're probably getting bored at some point. At some point, you feel like it's dead. And then you just see Yasiel Puig, who's not even a Cincinnati Red anymore <laughs> at the time, out there playing for the Reds, fighting the Pirates. Odd. Okay, and seriously, how big of a joke is it that the Reds traded Yasiel Puig and kept him in the game? The, Ridiculous. The whole fight was started because they traded Scooter Jeanette and they had to take him out and put Derek Dietrich in the game, who they wanted to hit because he pimps every home run that he hits against the Pirates, which he has done several times this year. And he's been hit by pitch more than literally anyone. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't say a thing when they threw at his head. And and then, but they kept Yasiel Puig in the game. Why? It doesn't make sense. Yesterday, Michael Lorenzen, one of their relief pitchers, makes a diving catch playing right field against the <laughs> wall. It's number two on the top ten. He's a relief pitcher. So you know they have depth. I mean, they can put pitchers in the outfield in Cincinnati. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That video of Jesse Winker finding out about the trade from a fan in center field, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that the Reds organization is a joke. <laughs> I am. But, I mean, what is that? You don't see that happen in any other sport with any other team. And you see it with the Reds. It doesn't shock you. I will say as a fan, that had to be a really cool moment. Like, you just got to tell a major league player on your favorite team about a major trade that just happened with his team, I mean, that had to be kind of awesome for the fan, but like... Yeah, I mean, he's literally responding to him. He's like, what we get back? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what he said, he on? said one for one, one for one. <laughs> what a great night to be at the ballpark. It sucks. We totally could have gone for $6. I promise. Oh, I know. We 100% could have been there. First row on the wall. We could have told Jesse Winker that for $6. And what were we doing? Not that. Definitely. It, no. It's frustrating. So Puig's Cincinnati career, it's over now. 
short-lived. He's going from the great city of Cincinnati to the great city of Cleveland after spending all his other years in L.A. <laughs> what do you think about Yasiel Puig's career in Cincinnati? What are you yeah. rating it 1 to 10? I'm not a Reds fan by any means, but it's got to be a 10. I His personality... He has the best, one of the best personalities in baseball. Like you have, you have got to love him. That guy is an absolute goofball. <laughs> He's got no idea what's going on. I bet people were telling him that he got traded, and he was like, "No, nah. I'm not coming out. <laughs> yeah, I'm never leaving. Not without fighting the entire Pittsburgh Pirates team." Oh man, I mean, you're watching that brawl, and you're like, "Where's Puig? Puig's got to be getting involved in this, right? Where's Puig? Oh, there he is." And then, and then he yelled at all his teammates after the brawl because they weren't fighting enough. <laughs> Crazy guy. But in all seriousness, I really like the trade for the Reds. I really do. I think Trevor Bauer is just a better baseball player than Yasiel Puig. I know it's odd to compare the two. And Bauer, he's been in the news too. So Trevor Bauer, yes, everyone, he is the gentleman that was taken out by his Indians manager, Terry Francona, and he turned and threw the ball over the center field wall off the scoreboard. What was that? Bauer is an absolute nutcase, but he is a frontline starter. Absolutely. That you trade for every single day of the week. Yes. Especially Yasiel Puig. I think the Reds gave up a lot. They really did. And uh, they got lucky that they figured out a three-team trade to get it done. But that's huge for them. I mean, they're, they're – one, two, three of Castillo, Bauer, and Gray is very, very good. It's nasty. They have a really good pitching staff now. Trevor Bauer, his ball moves more than just about anybody. Him and you, Darvish, are on that level where like it's hard for them to throw strikes sometimes because their ball is moving so much. Very gifable pitching. You see a lot of cool strikeout gifts of those guys. <laughs> yeah. But Bauer... This is a great pickup for the Reds. It could change a lot. I don't understand it in terms of like, I guess it's a win now type of move. I guess uh, they're not going to win now, but the the Reds owner likes to please the fans and fans would have been infuriated after the offseason moves if they if they didn't at least try to win. I mean, he at le- he sold some pieces at least and you know Bauer has another year of control, so that gives them two years of a dominant one, two, three, you know, in their rotation. So that's good at least. I just don't know why the Indians gave him up because the Indians are right there. They're two and a half back of the AL Central lead. The Indians have been a team since their window kind of opened up in 2015, 16-ish that's always had really good starting pitching. Carlos Carrasco is going through the leukemia diagnosis right now. And now Bauer's gone. It just seems odd because their lineup every day is solid. You You don't look at their lineup and you're not thinking... I need Yasiel Puig in here so freaking bad. I just think maybe they were a little fed up with Bauer. Maybe that was the last straw. This man had an ALCS start in 2016 that he went out there and tried to pitch the first inning and couldn't pitch because his hand was bleeding so much because he messed up his hand trying to fix a drone the (laughs) night before his ALCS start. He gets paid millions of dollars for that moment. Nutcase. And, I mean, that messes up your pitching staff for a whole series because now your starter's out after one inning. And you got a bullpen the rest of the game in a game that you have to have win. To win yeah. Guy's crazy, but he's really good. He is. I mean, he has a he has a polarizing personality, which is maybe why the Indians were willing to trade him over their other starters. But they just have such an overabundance of pitching, and their outfield has been an absolute 
black hole yeah. for the last two years. It's so, been injury city for them. Oh, definitely. But now, I mean, you're talking about they're going to get Kluber back here. They have Mike Clevenger. If Carlos Carrasco comes back, they they said that they're confident that he's going to be back this year. Uh, you know, Shane Bieber. They just got Danny Salazar back. Like, they have... They have a lot. You're making yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, in, in last year, they needed bullpen help. They went and got it, and they have it this year. This year, they needed outfield help, and they got two guys who have combined for 49 home runs this year. You take that. You, Definitely. They have okay. a great chance. So these central races, this AL Central and the NL Central, these are the divisions that are still up for grabs. The other ones, it's reasonable to assume that the leaders, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, and the Braves have run away with it. But the AL Central and the NL Central is still very much TBD. So the Twins are up two and a half games on the Indians. And going into the seasons, the Indians are huge favorites to win that division. And you kind of have felt the whole time like they're going to make that run and they're eventually going to reclaim that spot. Yep. So do you like the Indians to be better than the Twins down the stretch? The Indians are going to win the AL Central. Um, the Twins pitching staff was a bit of a fluke at the beginning of the year. And I it, think so, too. It's falling apart now. They uh, Their bullpen's not great. Their offense is awesome. I mean, absolutely awesome. But the Indians have gotten started to get hot. Some of their players that weren't playing well, like Jose Ramirez, are they're getting better. Um, he seems like he's homering every day. And yeah. Jose Barrios is a true ace oh, definitely. for the Twins. And Odorizzi's been fantastic. It just seems like it would make more sense for the Indians to win that division by a couple games. But the Twins could win that wild card game with all that offense that they have. So you still have to be really impressed if you're a Twins fan. For sure. And, I mean, you've got, you're going to have Barrios go in that the wild card game. The NL Central, though, this is my division, and it's giving me heartburn. It's giving me anxiety. Came into tonight, Cubs and Cardinals both 57 and 50, the exact same record. We're down 6 nothing. I'm not feeling good. I don't like it. We play the Brewers this weekend. This is a really important stretch for the Cubs. It's huge. The Brewers are right there. Thank God Matt Chapman hit a huge home run today off Josh Hader to put them in a spot where they're going to be two, three back. Yep. But – that's just a series. Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers right there, all a series between them. Who wins this division? The Cubs have the best team. Um, they're just I, they're so inconsistent. So that's what makes it so difficult, and I don't understand why. I'm going to go with the Cubs um, mainly because the Brewers pitching staff, and I don't even think that the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Cubs on that one. I hate to say it, but I love what the Cardinals are doing. I love their lineup day-to-day. They've had so many injuries. They haven't had Carpenter for a while. Ozuna's been on the I.L. Harrison Bader just got optioned to AAA because they don't have room for him right now. And Jed Jorko just got traded to the Dodgers because they didn't have room for him. Exactly. They just have guys kind of popping up out of nowhere, playing really good. Paul Goldschmidt is going to get his numbers back to what they usually are. That's how hot he is because he was hitting like what, like two thirty, like yeah. around the All Star break. He was yeah. not good. He disappeared, and now he's on absolute fire. It's it's really scary for me. The Cardinals pitching staff is one that I'm not necessarily afraid of, and I think that's what gives the Cubs the edge. The Cubs starting pitching is fantastic. Definitely, all five guys you have faith in, and I don't feel that way about the Brewers or the Cardinals. But the Cubs gotta stop scoring one or two runs every day. You're not going to beat many people scoring one or two runs. And I don't get it because you look at their lineup and it's still 
Hayward, Rizzo, Bryant, Bias, Contreras, all-stars everywhere. And yeah. now they add Castellanos. It doesn't make sense to me why we can't score, but we sure don't. I know it doesn't make sense to me either, but they have the pieces to do it, and I think they will down the stretch. Let's talk about your team. All right. Enough about mine. So the Yankees. What's your confidence level going into this playoff run? You should mm-hmm. feel good, but you know it's World Series or bust for both of us, really. Right, right. And what are your biggest concerns going down the stretch? I'm confident the Yankees are going to win the AL East. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. But my concerns are the injuries and the starting pitching staff. They, you know, like you said, they have the names in the starting pitching staff, but they're holding out a lot of hope that guys bounce back, that you get Severino back, which he might come back, but even if he does, is he going to be ready to throw a 90-pitch, seven-inning game in the playoffs? Probably not. He's probably going to come out of the bullpen realistically. He does kind of have the stuff to make that work, though. Oh, definitely. I mean, he would be absolutely locked down for four innings out of the bullpen, you know, with an opener or something. But... I mean, Batances, same thing. Like he, if he gets back, you know, those two, those are like major trades in and of themselves. But Stanton's played nine games this year. When he did play, he was terrible. I mean, when he comes back, that's going to be a huge spark for us. So uh, Luke Voigt just went on the IL with a sports hernia. He might he might be done for the year. Yeah, and you never know with us. Thank and thank goodness for the Edwin Encarnacion trade now. Um, but. The concerns are the injuries and the starting pitching, which makes starts to make the bullpen a concern because wear and tear. I yeah, mean, you have to go have to, to it so much earlier, much. for yeah. sure. The only thing about the Yankees that you should feel really, really positive about is that you have the most dangerous lineup in baseball. Oh, and I don't think there's any arguing that. I mean, you all have Glabar Torres or Didi Gregorius hitting like eighth for you some days, yeah. and you'll try to move that lineup around and get them hitting second, and you literally can't because that's how stacked the team is. You guys playing in that London series, I mean, it wasn't even fair in that <laughs> small park. Y'all were scoring like 17 out there against yeah. the Red Sox. It really was nuts to watch, but it's still a great bullpen. Y'all's depth has been incredible. And when you think about a guy like Stanton being reinserted into that lineup, he might be rusty, yeah, but he's also going to have protection around him everywhere. People are going to have to pitch to him because the guy behind him is going to be just as big of a threat. Exactly. So you have to feel really good. We'll get into it a little more at the end, but I really this is who I'd like to win the World Series. Really? Wholeheartedly, yeah. I, I want it to be the Cubs, and I really think the Cubs like could do it. It wouldn't surprise me as much as it would probably surprise mm-hmm. other people if they pulled it together and, and got there and did win it. Yeah. But the Yankees just seem like the surest bet. They're the most fun team to watch. I, I love watching the Cubs, obviously, but right. watching day-to-day, it's just so cool to watch all those guys hit. And that Aaron Boone clip that went viral. I mean, how, how awesome is <laughs> Savages that? Savages in the box, man. Like, Savages in the box. You've had a shit start to this game. And I feel bad for you. <laughs> Hilarious. I know. I'll tell you though, the I'm not sure that people who don't watch the Yankees if they if they realize as much. He isn't exactly talking about the Yankees being savages because they're all huge and hit a bunch of home runs. They do. But like we're talking about like this team will force a pitcher to throw eighty pitches in the first three innings because they will get to three two counts every time. They take walks. They might strike out a lot, but it's because they're forcing the count. They take pitches, they watch, they have good eyes, they know they know how to get on base, and that's why they score so many runs. And that's why he said they're savages. 
Yeah, I mean, nobody goes down easy. It's, it's a huge issue I have with the Cubs. It seems like there's so many first pitch outs, so many lackadaisical, not focused at bats, where Baez is just swinging at literally anything that the pitcher decides <laughs> yeah. to throw. He just makes up his mind, I'm hitting this so far. <laughs> it's going to be out of the stadium. It's not a souvenir for anyone. <laughs> and it's just a ball. Yeah. So he doesn't hit it anywhere. But the Yankees are so laser-focused. And I think a lot of that is credited to Aaron Boone. I think he's done a great job. Just that little clip. I mean, it seems funny and it seems stupid, but that's the kind of thing that just makes you want to go out there and ride for that guy. Fight for your manager. Exactly. He's fighting for you, yeah. And back to the Cubs here. This is last year on Joe Madden's contract. There's no way that Joe Madden doesn't have a job next year. Like, if he's not the manager of the Cubs, he'll be the manager for somebody. If this team underachieves again, he's probably gone. Which, as a Cubs fan, that really concerns me. Like, yeah. I, I just like the idea of Joe Madden being the manager. Oh, definitely. Hadn't won a World Series in my life, my dad's life, my grandpa's life, and now we have with Joe Madden. So I don't know why we get rid of him. But the rumors are that his replacement is probably David Ross, which to me feels a lot more like that new school, like an Aaron Boone type of Alex Cora. Somebody yeah. that really relates to the dugout and can really just command like the respect and friendship of those guys definitely and i don't hate the sound of that what do you think about that being a possibility well it's it's kind of the same thing that the yankees went through the yankees were supposed to be in a rebuild in 2017 and they somehow made the alcs and it was an unbelievable run and we in the yankees fired joe girardi right after the season inexplicably but he didn't have a good clubhouse presence and that's why they got rid of him aaron boone is younger he gets along with these guys he has good relationships and he always has his guys back and maybe that's the problem with madden madden's a really really good coach absolutely he 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 is i mean he's he's an awesome coach but the the inconsistency and the underachieving is is what makes you nervous about him so definitely and the cubs are not in a spot where they can just like give up on rizzo because he doesn't hit a home run for 14 exactly where they can give up on chris brown or something because you don't want to these guys are awesome they're just they go through those spurts or those weeks where they don't do a ton of damage but sometimes they have weeks where they really do a lot of lineups where i'm like uh we're doing this today Hmm." (laughs) and everybody loves david ross man david ross is like 40 years old, hitting the home run in his last ever at bat in Game 7 of the World yep. Series. This is one of the happiest moments of my life. I mean, one day I'm going to get married, and I might sigh and look at my wife and say, <laughs> it just sucks how this day's never going to compare to David Ross hitting that home run in Game 7 <laughs> of the World Series. Every time Dexter Fowler's up for the Cardinals, yeah, I'm like, that was so awesome when he hit that home run in Game yeah. 7 of the World Series. You do whatever you want here, buddy. You do whatever <laughs> you want. We're good forever. But at some point, it's not going to feel like that. At some point, I'm like, ugh. We better win. Losing the wild card game hurt last year, but I tell you what, I really, really like the David Ross possibility. What do you think the Cubs' ceiling is? Do you think that there's a possibility that they can win the World Series? I think they're a contender because they have the pieces to be a contender. Um, And picking up Castellanos was a great move for them. You know, they picked up Derek Holland, which that's not remarkable trade that everybody's going to look at, but they needed some help in the bullpen. He's given it to him. They signed Craig Kimbrell, you know, like Kimbrell hasn't been his normal self, but yeah, they brought Phelps in from the Blue Jays. Yeah. So David like he Phelps. has good numbers. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. But I think they're a contender. Like it wouldn't surprise me to see them in the world series. 
Like it wouldn't surprise me at all. You have to appreciate your franchise trying. Like going out there, we have weaknesses. I don't know what to do about them. I don't know what I, I would do if I was the GM. But they went out there and tried. You have to love that effort. We didn't lose a lot. It's not like we traded anybody that is, it's going to kill us or anything. Exactly. I saw one trade possibility where we were thinking about sending Hap and Almora to the Royals for Whit Merrifield, which would have been tight. Would have done it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Oh, Cubs fans, you don't want to say goodbye to Albert Almora and Ian Hap because we love them, won the World Series with those guys, yep. but – Whit Merrifield is hitting like 302. And, you know, 20 stolen bases and does absolutely everything. Can play every position on the field. Five-category guy, yeah. I love the Castellanos thing. I really do. I can't wait to watch him every day. But Whit Merrifield would have been cool, would have driven Almora and Hap to the airport if they asked me to. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I'm with you on that one. Who do you think the four wildcard teams are going to be? Oh, this is tough. It is so close on both sides you know i said that i think that the indians are going to win the central um so assuming that they win the central i think in the al i am going to go with the a's and the a's i love the the a's team okay i I think i think they're one of the most underrated teams in baseball um when i was studying for this they're 61 and 48 how under the radar is that yeah, and I mean they're they're young and they are good and they made some reinforcements at the deadline for sure for sure uh, Tanner Roark I mean that's not a bad pickup he was sitting in Arby's eating you know his his meal from Arby's when he got traded for some reason but Arby's is <laughs> Arby's is fire Arby's is definitely fire I can't imagine a pitcher on his I didn't know pitchers on their off days went to Arby's but <laughs> I would yeah I, I probably would too but we're more of he, a BK Lounge type guys <laughs> yeah uh, but. I like the A's. Um, and that second wild card is tough for me. I'm going to go with the Red Sox just because they have the pedigree. I think they have the talent. They have the big names. Um, and then in the NL, um, again, I'm assuming that the Cubs win the Central. So I'm going to go with the Nats and the Brewers in the NL. But again, two two close races that are going to come down to the wire absolutely this could be so many different teams i have the twins and the red sox here yep it's impossible to doubt the red sox when it comes to just outplaying teams like the rays and the a's and the twins down the stretch but they may not it wouldn't surprise me if the rays made it they've been fantastic their lineup's dangerous they got good pitching but the red sox day-to-day lineup really scary i don't see the twins completely falling out of this playoff picture just with how good of a year they've had all these pickups they made it would just be a huge just collapse for the twins to not even get a playoff spot the a's i don't know i'm just not buying them they're 61 and 48 and chris davis hit a home run the other night and he hadn't hit a home run 29 games and i don't know how to take that yeah i don't know if i should be like they're still winning and he's not even going deep or that's that's an issue because he's a guy that's like top five in MLB home runs oh, over yeah. the last five years. So they need production from him. Chapman's obviously been fantastic. Uh, top 10 AL MVP a, candidate. Yeah, dark horse MVP candidate for he's sure. He's the one that hit the monster home run off not good guy Josh Hader today. So <laughs> yep. love to see that. But the NL, man, I mean, I, I have the Cardinals and Nationals here. I, I like the Cardinals more than the Brewers this year. Mm-hmm. But the Nationals, that's a scary team. When you think about Scherzer and Strasburg in a playoff series – 
in a wild card game. Yeah. Either one of those guys. Scherzer's obviously the guy that you're thinking, oh, he's definitely starting, but Strasburg's oh, yeah. been tough. Man. Yeah, and at Patrick Corbin, too. Patrick Corbin. <laughs> That's arguably as good of a rotation as the Astros That's have. better than the Astros rotation, in my opinion. I, I think it's better than the Astros I rotation. would go as far to say so, too. It, in yeah. terms of being dangerous – that's the most dangerous wild card team. If if it's not the Cubs, because the Cubs can put together a rotation like that too. If they end oh, up yeah. in that wild card spot, but you don't want to see the Nationals in a series. Definitely Rendon, not. how good has he been out of nowhere? Oh, dude, Rendon is one of the best third basemen, one of the best players in baseball. I mean, you see, they, they were comparing it. Said who should get paid more, Bryce Harper, or Anthony Rendon, and they like showed their stats up there. It's crazy. <laughs> it's honestly, it's 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 not close. I mean, it 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 would if it weren't for the names you know yeah but, absolutely but Rendon is is unbelievable that they they have so many pieces on that team I think they lost Harper and legitimately got quite a bit better yeah and I mean Soto's taking that step yep really don't like that guy but <laughs> Trey Turner 99 speed type guy yep. lead off really solid their lineup is just solid one to yep. eight every single day and their pitching staff like we said is like one of the best i don't love their bullpen for sure but everybody yeah. has weaknesses but they did make three trades for bullpen pieces so that was at least good on their part they didn't get any huge pickups or anything but they they at least tried to bolster their bullpen which is what they needed they had one of the worst bullpens you know in, yeah. in baseball definitely out of the contenders you want us to you want us to try you know that's, that's yeah. it just go try try exactly. to get better Let's talk about some local guys that are making some noise. We've been doing this on Red Talk for all the position series in the NFL. Just a couple of UFL UK guys that, yeah, are, yeah. that are doing some work. So two UFL guys that have been seriously fantastic on SportsCenter every night over the last few nights. And Will Smith going back to like a month now. Oh, yeah. Will Smith, let me just say, awesome name, awesome guy, great Louisville player. I hate that he's on the Dodgers. I wish he was on an <laughs> AL team so I could cheer for him every day. I'm still cheering for him every day. But Will Smith, great musical artist also. Very slept oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Miami, huge banger. Getting jiggy with it. Great song. Switch, pretty solid. Will Smith yesterday, we, we turn on the Rockies-Dodgers game, and it's 0-0 in the top of the ninth in Colorado, which is nuts in that altitude for it to be 0-0 yeah. in the top of the ninth. Will Smith, three-run bomb. Dead center. How many clutch home runs has this guy already hit? And they have Austin Barnes in AAA now. He's not even hurt. Will Smith is the full-time catcher. And I think that speaks more about his defense. His offense has been phenomenal. But when you're catching guys like Ryu and Kershaw, the balls that move so much, somebody that demands the type of respect and attention that Clayton Kershaw does, Will Smith has just taken it all in stride. He looks like a star. Oh, he definitely does. And... Luke Smith has, you know, really jumped on to the scene this year, obviously, because of, you know, the offensive output that he's put up. Yeah. But we're, you saw the confidence that the Dodgers had in him when they really needed a reliever at the deadline, you know, on Wednesday. And the Pirates were, you know, demanding Will Smith for Felipe Vasquez, and they were like, no. Like Felipe Vasquez. I mean, how, how scary would that be? But it makes total sense for the Dodgers not to do exactly. it. Exactly. And they, I mean, that just shows how much, how much confidence they have in him. And it, I mean, it's cool to see a local guy. Absolutely. Austin Barnes was catching every other game in the world series for them. Really solid defensively, not much for the offense, but I mean, they've been in the world series the last two years Yep. and he's been their guy. Russell Martin's on the team proven in the major leagues. 
And Will Smith's just the guy now. I can't believe that it happened that quick. But that's what happens when you get up there and you constantly have good at bats and you hit nothing but clutch homers. It's wild. (laughs) Another guy, Adam Duvall, has spent almost his entire year in AAA. He belongs on an American League team. Because when you add that extra lineup spot, you can really get him in there more. He can DH more. He was leading AAA in homers. He had 29 before they brought him up. I think he's already hit like three or four in a week. He had, his first game back, he went four for five with two home runs, and then he and then his next game, he hit a home run. He was an all star for the Reds. There was never a reason really for him to not be in the MLB. It's great to see Adam Duvall, former card, not be nervous. Like just come back and play the way he played when he was in Cincinnati. Even now, where he doesn't have a guaranteed roster spot every day, it's far from that in Atlanta. Yeah, and I I saw him play recently against against the Bats, and I'm like. Wow, that's Adam Duvall out yeah. there. Like that's that's awesome, but like it's so weird to see him down there, especially because the Braves specifically traded for him because they needed an outfielder, yes. you know, when they got him. And now he's just he's been sitting in AAA. And as I'm looking now, he just hit another home run for the Braves today against that's the Reds. Crazy. Against the Reds too. And he's doing it against the Reds. So what that's a awesome. comeback tour for him, you know, these last few days. Yeah, it's great to see guys not pout about stuff like that, to understand the business of it, to understand I'm in the minors, my numbers haven't been great. The only thing I can do about it is play the best I can and I'll eventually make it back to where I was. And that's what you see with Duval. Do you have anybody you'd like to bring up to this conversation? Um, one very underwhelming guy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, UK guy. Awesome. James Paxton. I forgot. Yeah. So that, you know, I absolutely love James Paxton going in this year. I picked him on my fantasy team. We are talking Kentucky guy. We are talking Yankee guy. He has been a top 10 pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. And this year, it's, the wheels have fallen off. And oh, uh, it is it, that'll bum me out, terrible. man. I know um, you were fired up about that signing. Oh, dude, I was I was so happy about it. Um, but I will say, uh, one former UK player that's doing very very well, um, is Taylor Rogers, the closer for the Twins. Yeah. Um, he has been remarkable this year. Um, he has a you know he has a two one nine ERA this year. He debuted in two thousand sixteen, and he had a three nine six. And then 307 the next year, and then 263 the next year, and a 219 this year. Constant I mean, progression. That's all you can ask for. It is, it's been awesome to watch him, you know, make his way up to the closer role for the Twins and for a very good team. So, absolutely. Hopefully, and hopefully he has a chance to kind of do it, you know, on the national stage when in, in the playoffs if he's able to. Chad Green for the Yankees. How's he doing? Is he in your trust circle? Um, I Chad Green was my least favorite player on the Yankees for the first two months of the season. Absolutely terrible. And since they sent him down to AAA to figure some stuff out, and since he's been back, he has a .84 ERA okay. since the end of June. So we are talking about he is in my very close to my circle of trust right now. Oh, man. Chad Green, you love to hear it. In Nick Wheatley's circle of trust. I don't know if it gets any bigger <laughs> in sports. Nick, which non-playoff team do you think is going to be in the best situation going into next season? Oh man, I had a I had a bit of a hard time doing this one. Um, obviously, it's easy to pick a team who will be on the cusp of making the playoffs. You know, for sure. Um, so I kind of went with teams that were true non-contenders. I think next year, definitely the Reds and the Padres. Uh, they've got 
young teams. They've got good teams, and obviously the Reds are going all in. You know, the Padres signed Manny Machado. They got Fernando Tatis. Like, if they get, I guarantee you the Padres will go and get a power big time front of the rotation arm and the Reds and the Padres will have two unbelievable rotations next year with young teams that are going to be really good. Um, but that's just next year. Um, the team I think with the most upside in the near future is the Blue Jays. They have one of the most exciting rookie infields that I've seen in a long time. You're talking Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and they just called up Bo Bichette. These are Hall know. of Famer sons. Exactly. And they're all three starting in their infield, and that I, I think they have very bright futures. Yeah, that's so cool. The Blue Jays, so slept on. I, I would not have thought about that one at all because they're just so bad. <laughs> yeah, they are very bad. But the Padres are who I have here. Best farm system in baseball. And the biggest thing with the Padres is it's a really declining division. You're seeing the Diamondbacks get worse. You're seeing the Rockies not be what they were. The Dodgers are really, really strong, and the Giants are kind of old. The Padres have Tatis, who maybe is the most exciting young player in baseball. Chris Paddock is probably that for pitchers. And they have Machado locked in, and I think he's ready to kind of be the leader of that team going forward. I really like this Padres team. They're fun to watch every day already, and once they start to get that lineup filled out, and like you said, once they bring in a power arm, these guys are living in San Diego. It's not like Cincinnati. I mean, they'll be able to bring guys in to San Diego. And And they have that farm system, like you said, so they'll be able to trade for somebody like maybe Thor or Corey Kluber. Exactly. When one of those two teams sell, because I guarantee you one of those two teams will be selling. Yeah, we knew before the year that they were about a year away, that they probably weren't going to be a major threat this year. But I didn't think the Diamondbacks were going to be good. I didn't think they were going to be like they are. And the Rockies, it's been really disappointing. I can't believe the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies have fallen into last place out of nowhere. And, I mean, they have a good team. You get on Twitter, you look at their lineup going into a game every day, it's going to scare you. Yeah, it's going to be solid. I would be scared to death looking at Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, and Nolan Arenado alone. I mean, back to back to back. That I mean, is unbelievable. Yeah, and they can't do anything. It's just so bad. weird. I mean, there were trade rumors that Charlie Blackman was going to get traded at the trade deadline. And you're talking about a guy that's hitting over 300, you know, over 20 home runs. It's unbelievable. I, I don't get it. Yeah, they can't trade him either. That's my favorite part of watching the Rockies is cranking it up when he walks up to the plate and they play his <laughs> uh, walk-up song and they play that uh, Your Love by the outfield. <laughs> and the whole crowd just, I don't want to lose your love tonight. <laughs> oh, oh it's awesome. Heck yeah. You cannot trade him. If you do, trade him to the Cubs just so I can hear that. Last question, World Series betting odds. What's your best bet to win the World Series, Nick? Well, you know, we were kind of, you know, talking about the teams earlier. I really like the Yankees and Astros. I think as of right now, the Astros should be the favorite. The biggest problem is is that the Yankees and the Astros will have to play each other most likely, yep. which makes it that much tougher for them. Um, I think the winner between the two will play the Dodgers, and the winner of the two will beat the Dodgers. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Not really. I'm going to go with the Yankees to win the World Series. I am too, man. I, I am too. It's the scariest lineup in baseball. It, the pitching might come, but it's there. It's possible that it comes. And the Dodgers, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they won it, but they just seem to find a way not to. And I don't know that this team this year is that much better than who they had last They had Machado. 
They had Machado last year. I know he wasn't great, but it's yeah. a big part of the lineup that's not, not there anymore. I know they've won 71 games. I know they've been awesome for this whole year. Yeah. Not as great since the All-Star break, though. Has kind of slowed down. Kenley Jansen, not the guy he used to be. I think that they're beatable. I think it's going to be the Yankees or the Astros, too, from the AL for sure. Yeah. I think the World Series champion eventually comes from the AL. But the Cubs and the Cardinals getting 14-1 to and 20-1 to to win the World Series, just don't sleep on it. These are really good lineups, and playing this NL Central division as much as these teams have, it's a gauntlet. It's always a war. The Reds seem to beat teams two out of three all the time. The Pirates had a really good first half. I don't think that those records accurately depict how good these three NL Central teams are, especially the Cubs and the Cardinals. So... I don't know. My, my bias is always going to show when we're talking about baseball. Yeah, but there's values on those picks. Absolutely. Yeah, because taking a team 4-1 to one to win the World Series is, is dangerous. But at the same time, if you get that and then you win one series, if you just win your divisional series, you're feeling great because those odds are already way lower now. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun run. It will be. And I wouldn't, you know, like we said, when you get into the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. So... There's no telling. Yep, absolutely. Baseball is the hardest thing to predict day to day. We feel that constantly. Yep. So, yeah, let's let's have a good October, man. I don't know when we're going to be able to do this again. It's, you know, baseball it's just, it just doesn't mean as much to everybody else as it does to us. I know, but it is one of my – it is America's pastime for a reason. I love watching it. You know, I can watch the Yankees all day, every day. I can watch really anybody from start to finish and – Especially when you get into October, man. Gets, that's when it's fun watching everybody. It is so exciting. Honestly, feel bad for people that don't have a team like we do, where you just have it every single day. People say there's too many baseball games. It's so cool to be like, what time are the Cubs playing today? Who's the lineup? Where are we at? How badly do we have to win this game? And then you get three hours of it every single night. College basketball, we love it. We get to watch UofL UK, what, twice a week? Football, yeah, yeah. once a week for your squad. Baseball, it's literally almost every day it's awesome yeah and it's like it's with other sports it's like watching your favorite tv show where you have to wait a week in between yes to see your game i you know we get to see our favorite teams play every single night and yep. you you really cannot beat it and there it, it, there's no there's no too much when you're when you have when you're a big fan of a team 100 percent. it's it's such a fun ride every day if you lose in a heartbreaking fashion hey we'll go get them tomorrow if we win in an awesome fashion, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. We're, we're back at your neck then. It's great. It teaches you to have a positive attitude. Unless, I guess, you like, like the Reds. <laughs> yeah, it would not be fun to like the Reds. but yeah. Or like the Tigers. Oh, the Tigers would be even worse. Or yeah. the Marlins, I guess. We're some lucky guys. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, hopefully we get a Cubs-Yankees World Series, and then we will have a great podcast about it. Oh, that would be fun. All right. Thanks, Nick. TTYL.